Don't you think stories told next to the fire add some mysterious edge to them? Just imagine, you're in a beautiful valley and the sky is filled with a million stars. The campfire is warm and burning bright. In the golden glow, I start telling you mythical tales from around the world. From the river Ganges to the river Nile, from epic battles to breathtaking adventures. I'm your host Anushree and you're listening to The Tales by the Fireside. In last week's episode, we went on a journey with Fatima, who ultimately found her happiness in a distant land. In today's episode, let us travel to the land of pyramids. I bet you all are thinking about the mummies. The gods, goddesses, hieroglyphs are so fascinating that it has become a dream destination for archaeologists and historians. Today, I will tell you all an intriguing story from the ancient lands of Egypt. There are different myths associated with the creation of the world in Egyptian mythology. Today, I will be telling you the story of Ra. To the Egyptians, Ra, the creator of heaven and earth, woke up from the unending darkness and swirling chaos. He was so powerful that he could create worlds by just thinking about them. His eyes shone like two burning stars. On his neck was the glittering collar made of precious stones and on his arms were bracelets made of pure gold. In one hand, he carried the scepter of power, in the other, the emblem of life. Ra stood up with fierce eyes and looked around, but all he could see was never-ending empty space. So through his magic, he and his own shadow became one and gave birth to two powerful beings. One of them was Shu, the god of air. The mighty Shu could be a gentle breeze when he was happy or a storm when he was angry. The other child was Tefnut, the goddess of moisture. The beautiful Tefnut had hairs made of water. She controlled the rains and brought prosperity to the world. Ra asked them this, Children, you need to build a new world that has purpose. But do come back to me as quickly as I am here all alone. Eons passed, but there was no sign of Shu or Tefnut. Ra grew worried. Where are my children? Why haven't they come to me yet? With his magic, he removed one burning eye and sent it in search of Shu and Tefnut. Wouldn't it be great if we all had detachable eyes? I would have definitely sent it in search of the mosquito that's bothering me. While his eye was gone, Ra sat alone on the hill waiting for his children. And finally, Shu and Tefnut reunited with Ra. Their father was so happy to see his children that he hugged them and started crying. Egyptians believe that from Ra's teardrops, the first humans were born. To continue their line, Shu and Tefnut got married. Tefnut gave birth to Geb, the god of earth. This handsome man was filled with beautiful waterfalls, tall trees and incredible mountains. 
The second child was Nut, the goddess of the sky. The girl had shiny black hair which was studded with a million stars. Geb fell in love with the star-speckled Nut and the two became inseparable. But Ra hated the sky and earth coming close. He had heard a prophecy that said the children of Geb and Nut would overthrow Ra, the great lord of the universe. Ra, who had become used to the power, had become selfish. So he asked Shu to push Nut towards the heavens and Geb downwards. Shu, with all his might, pushed them apart. The two sad lovers were forever able to see each other but could not touch. Nut stretched her hand from the heavens and Geb pushed himself to meet her. But as soon as they came closer, Shu would push them back. But Nut was already pregnant and with the help of Thoth, the god of wisdom and Khonsu, the moon god, she added five extra days to a year and gave birth to five powerful gods, Osiris the Just, Isis the Enchantress, Seth the Chaotic, Nephthys the Twin and Horus the Avenger. And this is why a year has 365 days. The five children became more and more powerful as they grew and Ra became frail from old age. Isis was the most ambitious of them all. She would dream about the day she would sit on the beautiful throne in her white linen clothes, her coal-lined eyes, her wings woven from the colors of the rainbow and Ra's crown on her head. But Isis knew that it was not an easy task. Ra was an ancient god who knew magic unknown to her. So she came up with a cunning plan. When Ra was following his daily cycle of sunrise and sunset in his sunboat, a few drops of his sweat fell on the mud. Isis immediately made a snake figurine out of the mud with various enchantments and poisons. The next day, during sunset, the snake bit Ra. The poison entered his veins and he shouted in pain. The poison was like a living fire. All the gods who were in his sunboat ran towards their king. Sekhmet, the lion goddess, knelt next to Ra and asked, Your Majesty, are you alright? But Ra was in so much pain that he could not utter a single word. All the gods knew that Isis was the best healer. So they requested her to come immediately. Isis came to the boat acting concerned. She knelt next to Ra and asked him this. My king, please tell me your secret name so that I can heal you. Ra could see the cunning smile that Isis tried to hide. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. He knew that his secret name was his soul and his identity. If Isis gets hold of it, she would have complete dominance over him. 
So he said, I am the maker of heavens and the earth. I am the creator of the waters. I am light. I am darkness. I am the maker of hours and the creator of days. I am the creator of living flame. I am Kepra in the morning, Ra at noon time and Atmu in the evening. But Isis was silent because she knew that he still had not told her the secret name. The poison burned stronger and poor Ra said, "Let Isis come with me and let my name pass from me to her." As soon as he said that, all of Ra's essence, strength and magic flowed into Isis. Ra was cured of the poison, but he lost all his glory and went into hiding. Isis then took Osiris, the god who was born with the blue skin, as her husband. Together they ruled the world. They brought civilization, agriculture to the land of Egypt. The land became extremely prosperous under their reign and the people were happy and content. However, Osiris's brother Set grew jealous of his brother's kingdom. All the prayers and respect went to Osiris and Set felt neglected. He came up with a wicked plan to overthrow Osiris. He went to the most competent carpenter in Egypt and gave him the exact body measurements of his brother. He made sure that the box was designed so elegantly that no human nor gods would say no to the box. When the box was completed, Set threw a great feast to which he invited Osiris and 72 other gods. The party was filled with wine and food. At the end of the feast, he announced, "Audience, I would like to give this most elegantly designed box to one person." Everybody peered at the box in great excitement. He said, "But to win this box, there is one condition that has to be satisfied. Only the one who can fit in perfectly can take the box home." Many gods tall and short thin and stout tried to fit in but to no avail almost like cinderella's glass slippers in the end osiris tried to fit inside the box and of course it fit him perfectly and once he was inside the box set slammed the lid on tight and threw it onto the river nine the box was not a gift but a coffin that was made to trap Osiris. Osiris could not even move his hands to escape. He starved and starved for many days in the tight box and one fine day his soul left the mortal world. Set told everyone that Osiris was dead and started ruling his brother's kingdom. Set had killed his own brother for the sake of power he was the epitome of evil he brought chaos everywhere he went all the subjects were miserable under his rule isis the healer refused to believe that her husband was dead 
she went in search of the coffin and after many many days of searching she found it in bidlos isis hid osiris's body so that she could revive him with her magic but said grew suspicious and when isis had went in search of magical herbs he tore open the coffin and cut the body into 42 different pieces and threw it all over Egypt when isis found about this she could not control her grief she vowed that her son would avenge set isis and her sister nephthys searched for the body parts and made shrines wherever they found one and thus 42 provinces of egypt were born the two sisters put together osiris's body but one part of his body had went missing even though he came back alive he was not fully formed so he descended to the underworld and became the god of the dead meanwhile isis gave birth to horus the avenger and hid him as an infant in a distant island far away from set when horus grew up he fought with his uncle set for 80 long years after many many vicious battles he became victorious and eventually became the king of the gods men and women who were tired of set's harsh rule rejoiced when horus became their king they organized festivals and celebrated and to this day the priests of horus the women of busiris and the women of pei chant a hymn and strike the drum and they say rejoice o women of busiris rejoice o women of pei horus has overthrown his enemies exult dwellers in netfu horus the great god lord of heaven has smitten the enemy of his father horus the striker the great one of valor the slayer the chief of the gods the harpooner the hero horus of etfu horus the avenger this is the story of horus who became the king of the gods until the end of time egypt has been a mystery for most of us i hope you all learned a little bit about their myths in this story For more such amazing stories, do tune into my podcast Tales by the Fireside.